Hallelujah. Brethren, I'm speaking to you today on what I titled the key of David. The key of David. The Bible says, and to the angel of Philadelphia, Revelation chapter 3. This thing said, He that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David. He that openeth and no man shutteth, and shutteth no man openeth. I know that works. Behold, I have said before thee an open door, and no man can shut it, for thou hast little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. There is something God mentioned there, which he called the key of David. In Matthew chapter 16, verse 16 to 19. And Simon answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon by Jonah, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee, that thou art Peter, and unto this rock I will build my church. And the gate of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the key of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Brother, this is a month of the supernatural. You will experience supernatural things. In the mighty name of Jesus. God will show you things that ordinary eye cannot see. Because that's what God has promised. I wonder what Paul, what Peter said that triggered such an exciting promise. There are words we say that can impact even people's words. Words that can open doors. Peter says something that excited Jesus. Look at how Jesus said. He said, and I say also unto thee. Words and the way the scripture puts them are very important. It's, it's like Jesus is saying, Peter, you said something. I also. I'm also going to tell you something. There is a key, brethren, key, there are keys, even in prayers. Many times we think prayer is, we're trying to persuade God to do something. Prayer is not just persuading God. Prayer has so many components, like food. Food has so many things that are almost useless, I think. Food has, you know, if you can synthesize what's inside food that will benefit you, maybe is is actually very small things that are of value. The rest are going to go elsewhere, you know. I read somewhere that all if a human being can be reduced into their chemical components, the biggest number is going to be silicon. You know, silicon is, is that sand. Sand. Yeah, I remember the message God made me out of sand. And if you break them down into useful components, sodium, calcium, 
maybe the most useful thing will be your bone and your feet, where they can take out some calcium that is useful. And then the rest is water, hydrogen. Total value is around one dollar. An average man, if you break them down into entire chemical value and you sell them on Kijiji, if it's Kijiji, it's going to be cheaper. <laughs> One dollar. But thank God, you are, you are worth more than that. You are far away much more than that. Hallelujah. Revelation chapter 20 verse 22 And I saw an angel come, from, come down from heaven having the key of the bottomless feet and a great chain in his hand. You know, there's a key to the bottomless feet. Brethren, there are keys in heaven. And I just want to share a few things about this key of prayer, key of life that the Bible called the key of David. Why did the Bible say the key of David? You know, life is like drama. There are too many things that sometimes we don't understand. I just pray that God will help you to flow along this drama of life and not be worried in the name of Jesus Christ. You need to ask some questions because certain things look contrary to what we used to know. Imagine God told Moses, God have to go a very distant place to Midian to call Moses that please go and tell Pharaoh to let my people go. I know many of us have not thought deeply, but why should God ask permission from Pharaoh? Let my people go. God said he needs to go elsewhere to get Moses, to go and talk to Pharaoh, to let my people go. The unassailable, unchallengeable God. Many of the things you face in life are just what I call the drama of life. Come on now. There are certain spiritual dramas. Some are not very there are some of the roles you are playing in your own part, you don't like it. Yes. You would rather want it to be something else. And that's why you should divide, you should believe what the Bible says that you should count it all joy. When you go through some things, there are some you don't like, there are some you like. When Pastor Mary's wife, he liked that. Hallelujah. He's still talking about it 20 something years after. Praise God. Those are good ones. There are some other ones that are not so fantastic. That him says, God, I want you to change that. God, I want you to change that. And I pray that you'll not be tired. As you speak to God about issues of your life in the name of Jesus Christ. You know, God has put all these things together. God is aware. Sometimes I ask God, why will you say this? God spoke to Abraham. He said, you know, your seed are going to be in bondage in another land for three generations. After that, I will bring them back. I said, why? Why would God do that? 300 years, children of Israel were in Egypt. What for? Why did God need to do that? There are too many questions we cannot answer. But I will encourage you to just play your role in God's place and say, you can only say, God, you know, I don't like this particular role you're asking me to play. 
I want you to change it. And I'm believing God. God is going to change things for you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. David is one person, brethren, when I meditate over the scripture, who seemed to understand. And God said, I have found David. It's like God is always looking for people who understand. People who seem to see. David seemed to understand what many people do not. In the drama of life, there is a way King Saul saw it. There are different ways people saw it. David seems to see things a little bit differently. He acted differently. That's why what he says are God's word today. They are still God's word. God's unfailing, infallible word are some of the statements of David. God says a man after my heart. He seems to know what is right. How to react. Some of the things many of us believe today are what we read in scripture. David wanted to give God an offering. And somebody said, David, you are the king. I offer you, take everything, take the land, take this. He thought in his heart, I cannot offer unto God what does not cost me anything. I can't. But such thing will never enter into many people's heart. They can give anything. I suspect that's the problem of Cain. Cain and Abel were to give God an offering. The Bible took time to describe the offering of Abel. It's like what Cain gave is not worth talking about. It's not worth God. Maybe he thought I was not going to burn it. It's something I'm going to set fire to. Something is burnt and forgotten. Maybe you think what God needs is the smoke. If God just smoke, maybe you think God is God is God God is taking weed. So let's just burn it. Let God smoke the the hemp. In. Brethren, this is where the key is. What are you thinking in your heart? Because that is the key of David, brethren. Many people have faced situations that seem final. It's what to think about it. When the brothers of Joseph sold him into slavery and created an imagery of the death to his father in Genesis chapter 37, verse 18 to 36, they thought the matter was closed. That's what they were thinking in their own heart. This thing is, this guy is gone. But he didn't go. You see, Jonah landed in the belly of the fish. Jonah chapter 1, verse 17, chapter 2, verse 1. Why should it be thought possible that he would again come alive to tell the story? It's serious enough to find yourself in an ocean. Maybe a few swimmers can survive that. Most cannot. He not only survived the sea, finally he went from fry pan to fire, like they used to say. From the sea to the belly of the fish, case closed. You might face things in your life that is similar to that. It's like this foregone conclusion. I'm done. Could be academic, could be health, could be issues of your marriage. This matter is finished. But you know that Jonah's story did not end that way. It's changed. And yours also is going to change the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Romans 4, it says, who against hope, believe in hope, 
that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall I seek thee. Abraham, God said, You are going to be father of many nations. And there were seasons when that was realistic. Even though it was late, he was in his 60s. You know, the wife to about 50, maybe. And then nothing happened for another 25 years, brethren. 25 years is a long time. How many of you are 25 years? And you think you've been living for quite some time? <laughs> 25 years. After some time, they got tired of it. That's why you see some people, they stop praying over some issues. We've been dealing with this in a long time. I beg. It seems to be the case for that woman, you know, the, the widow of Zarephah. Is that the widow of Zarephah was the, the Shunammite woman. And when the prophet said, by this time next year, you will embrace a child. Forget that, you know. It's okay. We're happy that you're here. You enjoy the food. That's all right. It's good to say nice things. You know. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, man of God. And the prophet said, by this year you embrace a child. He said, oh, I had you. You know, I don't have time for deceptions anymore. I've had a fast off. It's been long time. You know, our God is a miracle worker of many long-standing issues. John chapter 5, the Bible said there was a man who was at the foot of Bethesda 38 years. Brother, 38 years more than one generation. When you are 38, you should have a wife and minimum a child. Because you are approaching age 40, you know, you've had the word in full at 40. It's a fool forever. 40 is the year when you should have been a master of whatever you want to be in life. 40 years. If by 40 years you've not mastered your subject, you've lost the battle. Yeah, there's nothing else for you to do. You want to, you want to learn bakery? Do it before 40. You want to marry? Do it before 40. Anything you want to do by 40, you should have been a master of it. You have chosen. Why should somebody come and ask you at 40, what do you want to learn? You want to be an electrician? You want to learn plumbing? That's not what you should be talking at age 40. By then you should have been a master. This man was lying there for 38 years. He's gone. But you see our Father in heaven, nothing's ever gone with him. This is the month of your supernatural. Brethren, all the issues you've been expecting, it will happen in the mighty name of Jesus. Nothing ever concludes until God has concluded. And God is like drama, brethren. God give you a point to say things. What many people think is father is not father for you. The Bible told us that a, a ruler of the synagogue, Jairus, came to Jesus when things was possible. He said, my child is dying. Life is maybe the baby is gasping. Those are not days where there are medical practices. You can't go to Grand River. The emergency, and you know, those of you who've been to emergency, I've been there. It's a wonderful emergency. It's years. I was told that if you come by yourself, then it's no emergency. <laughs> if you really want emergency in this hospital, then you better give them a call. 
so they bring the ambulance. That's the only emergency that is emergency. But you went to the hospital and said, yeah, I'm dying. Sit on the couch. They are not dead yet. And Jairus came to Jesus and said, Lord, my daughter is sick. And Jesus continued to speak. This baby is going to die. And then there's another woman again, the woman with the issue of blood, she's also touching Jesus. And Jesus was not saying, who touched me? My baby is there, you are talking of who touched me? And the Bible said, while the man was still speaking, somebody came and told the man, trouble not the master. She's dead, let's go. It is only then that Jesus now turned around and said, don't worry. Come on now. Your own case too may be like that. It's like God, it's like God is delayed. God has delayed. Where God, where God, where were you? Just like Mary was telling Jesus, I said, Lord, if you have been here, my brother would not have died. If God was still where he is, your my case should not be like this. You know, you are not alone. Nothing concludes until our Father in heaven has concluded it. And He will go to conclude it in your favor in the mighty name of Jesus. You see, what the believer is thinking about and what he's saying will give you access to the key of David. You see, there is a three counting that is required. I read of <laughs> the military alliance. You know, this world is, we need to constantly think about it. Those of us that are older will have read about the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. How many of you know it? NATO. The alliance is great military organization, which included the most powerful organization in the world. United States, Britain, France, many of the European countries, including Turkey. This is an army alliance. Against who? Is it Somalia that will fight uh, NATO? Do you know how much people pay for ammunition in this world? All the countries of the world. The amount is mind-boggling. For what? We, what are they preparing again? Are this, is there going to be an, an invasion from Mars? The Air Forces. F-35 strike group one, one is over a hundred million dollars. One aircraft. One. I want to talk of time. What are they preparing for? They perceive certain things. But do you know, it's also so in the realm of the spiritual. We need the alliance. Sometimes you don't know where the enemy is. What we see here is a picture of things that we do not see. We need serious spiritual alliance. You see, in NATO, they now have what they call Article 5. Article 5 is what you trigger 
that is going to bring all these countries in your defense if you are attacked. There is a spiritual trigger that you also as a believer need to activate to give you access to God's power and God's presence. You see, assessing that trigger is beginning in your mind. And it flows out in your words. There was a woman, the Bible called her, that her child was demon-possessed as he came to Jesus. And she was following Jesus for many days. Say, Lord, come and heal my daughter. They call her the Syrophoenician woman. And the man said, the Lord will not answer her for three days. Does that look like some of your experience? You prayed. You prayed again. You fasted. You even say, go where? You even came to church. And say, look around God, where are you? You look around. It's like God is not in the kitchen. It's like God went on. God is not anywhere. God is not asleep. And after three days, the disciples said, look, Master, drive this woman away. She's troubling us. She's disturbing us. And Jesus finally looked at the woman. And said, look, bread, we cannot give the bread of children to dogs. Imagine the answer from God. We cannot give bread of children to dogs. The woman did a quick interpretation. I'm sure you two you are good theologians. So, you say I'm a dog now. <laughs> so, this miracle thing is for children. Who are children? Who are dogs? She was trying to locate where she is, but she was smart enough to say, I better stay in the dog side. It's like... <laughs> If I was children, I would have, that means this bread, this miracle is bread. It belongs to other people and I didn't get it because I don't belong there. So I belong elsewhere. And she did, she thought. And she said, you know, but even crumbs fall for dogs. Jesus said, because of what you say. Come on. She seemed to assess a certain key. Brother. To open the realm of the supernatural, it's not just words. Have you thought about the matter? The Bible said there was a woman with issue of blood, 12 years. She lose energy continuously. It's inconvenient. She's seen doctors. She's taken what is sensible any person can do. She's got to the point she can't go forward. It's not just a case of touching, touching the it's not just a case of touching something. You can't just say, oh, like the woman of the issue of blood and touch the hem of God, I want to go and touch the wall in the church. That won't generate, that's not the matter. If you do not have key to this place, you cannot enter. No matter how much you stand behind the brick wall and try to use your finger and say, I have the key, it's not going to change anything. There is something I've been going on in the heart of this. What can God do? Why is my case like this, brethren? This is how you assess the key. One of the greatest revelations is whom Jesus was. That was what Peter said. And Jesus said, what you are saying? Because people saw Jesus. When he went back to his own country, they say, is this not the carpenter? 
when I needed wood last night, is this not the guy who brought it to me? Is this not the carpenter? Are his brothers not with us? Is his mother not the mother of Joseph and this? This is the person that is calling himself the Messiah. And they say they were offended in him. The Bible said because of that, he could. He could not. The unlimitable God cannot do many miracles there. But Peter saw something. He said, you are the Christ. <laughs> Jesus said, you have you, you've laid hand on something crucial. I also, I release to you. Because by opening that door, there is certain thing that flows to you. Brethren, what are you believing God for? What do you think God will do? What do you think God can do? Have you thought about it? Have you asked God why? Take time when matters have been standing for a very long time. It's also going to require some process to, to unpack it. And that's why we meditate. That's why we look at what is God saying. Brother, in this month of the supernatural, there is nothing in your life that cannot change. There is nothing you do not like that God does not want to alter. It's just part of the spiritual drama that God has given you that assignment. That's why the Bible says, count it all joy. When you fall into various trials and temptations, James chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. Why should you count it joy? You will have another opportunity to show that God is good, that God is powerful, that God can do it, that God will do it. Whatever you are believing God for, brethren, I want you to just bow down your head. It's not everything that can be done by you. That's why we need supernatural partnership. As mighty as the United States of America is, they have alliance with many powerful countries to defend them. You need the almighty God in alliance with yourself. And he's willing. But you have to have the key. Jesus said that give is a key, the key of David. It's key of revelation. It's insight. That when David writes so many songs, he was constantly reasoning and thinking. He said, when I look at the stars, the work of your hand, what is man? That you visit him. Why do you acknowledge man at all? Present the matter that you want God to handle, the Lord will do it. But the key is in your hand. Do you believe God? Do you believe God? It's not just saying I believe, it's beyond that. But that is good that you say you believe. God say regarding that matter? What has God said? Do you believe God will do it? Two blind men follow Jesus. How did they follow Jesus when they can see? And the Bible said they met him and said, Lord, 
we want to receive as sight. He said, believe thou that I can do this. Do you believe God can do? Are you sure God will do it? Our Father in heaven, who cares? Brother, God himself said, the priest that must come before me must have no blemish. They must not be blind. They must not be deaf. They must not be dwarf. They must not have hunchback. I say, God, so you don't want a dwarf? You don't want hunchback? How about the people that are hunchback? Brother, there are things God himself do not like. So if God does not like it, that means it is not good for you. I want you to pray and say, Father, here am I. Touch my body now. Is there something you don't like in your body? Is there a sickness? Is there something in your corner? Is there something that is peculiar to you, that is hurting you? Even God himself does not want it. The Bible says in heaven, God has a fruit that bears 12 kind of fruits. Imagine a tree bearing different kind of fruit. We no mango tree, we no orange tree, we no apple tree. The Bible says the tree that is for the healing of the nation bear different kind of fruits. And the rest of the fruits for the healing of the nations. In other words, God Himself does not want sickness, He doesn't want it. And therefore, what God does not want should not be in your life. In the name of Jesus, I command every sickness to depart from your body now. What God does not want must not happen. Jesus said, God, your will be done on that as it is in heaven. Heaven is the city where the streets are made of gold. Gold is one of the most precious things on earth. The dust of heaven which is means it's a useless thing. It's of great value upon the earth. In the mighty name of Jesus, I release breakthrough to you. Where your feet is, which is like on the dust, I pray that it's torn into benefit for you in the mighty name of Jesus. No matter where you walk, no matter what you do, no matter what you are, what is in your hand at the moment, I pray that heaven open. I pray that treasures of the kingdom will release you in the name of Jesus. Because you are in the house of God today, things will get better and better for you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father in heaven, we thank you. Your word is a treasure. We can only begin to dig it at the surface. It's deep, it's great, it's the wall. Father, I pray you are going to reveal yourself to your children in the name of Jesus. Father, the key of David, put it in their hand. In the name of Jesus. The pit of hell will lock it against your children. Fire will not kindle against them. The smoke of death, fog of evil will not engulf them in the name of Jesus. Father, let your children go home blessed. Refresh and strengthen me. In Jesus' mighty name we pray.